Hey everybody, it's your favorite housewife, the hip-hop housewife, coming at you with season two, episode three. We are at the end of April and living that quarantine life, y'all. I just want to say out there to everybody, I hope you're having um, a blessed month, as blessed as it can be under the circumstances, and that everybody is staying safe and quarantining with their families at home. There's been a lot of things going on, uh, some serious, some lighthearted, but um, we want to keep it positive here like we always do. And there's a lot of things I want to talk about dealing with hip hop and just current events in general. So let's just jump right in like we normally do. Um, First thing, quarantine life, man. It's been an adjustment for many of us. Um, Some of us are at home, working from home. Some of us um, may have been laid off. Some of us have been, um, maybe you quit your job or, you know, you you had to quit your job or things have closed. So you're not working, but not by choice. You know, you're just home because things happen. But um, there's a lot of adjustments being made. Uh, Learning being done remotely now. With the schools, uh, some businesses are partially open. Some companies are partially open. Employees are still going in. People are still having to take public transportation. Um, you know, it's an adjustment every day. You know, your your daily things that you took for granted that were so simple before, just going to the store and buying some hand sanitizer real quick, you know, because you might look in your purse and realize you don't you're running low things like that now have become um really complicated and involved you might stop by like three stores just to get some sanitizer because everybody is buying it up and the companies are not supplying the stores as quickly as before um so it's an adjustment um it's really an adjustment also people have taken to technology the instagram battles are crazy we saw uh, Scott Storch versus Manny Fresh. We saw Teddy Riley versus Babyface. We saw the RZA versus DJ Premier for all my Wu-Tang on Hulu heads out there. I checked. I had a lot of um, plays on my uh, season finale of uh, the first season, my, my podcast finale, where I talked about the season finale of the Wu show. A couple of the actors and actresses on there have um, liked posts and things like that that I've put up about the podcast. So if you do listen, thank you. But yeah, those IG battles, man, got D-Nice DJing. And, you know, I've gotten a chance to uh, enjoy some of my favorite DJs, people who I've never gotten a chance to see live. Um, and watch them on IG. I caught uh, Spinderella and her daughter, Christy Ray. Her daughter's nice, too, on the, on the wheels. Um, she was DJing. Her daughter just had a baby not too long ago, too, like a year ago. Um, I got to catch DJ Mose and his wife, Kiss the DJ, DJ Kiss. Uh, they're a married couple, beautiful couple that um, both DJ. They're out on the West Coast. I think they're originally from New York, but they're based out on the West Coast. But I got to uh, check them out. Um, lots of different people, you know. Diddy did the Easter telethon. That was cool. So, yeah, I mean, people have really been taken to Instagram and some of um, the media, online media platforms to try to make the best of it and try to make it fun. 
Um, as you all know, the Teddy Riley baby face, that, that was epic. That <laughs> I got to laugh because the internet is undefeated. Those, those memes, like they, oh man, about Teddy and his burgundy hat and just the technical difficulties. And oh man, I think one of the funniest ones I saw was um, somebody wrote, Teddy um, Babyface was the wedding and Teddy Riley was the reception and that's pretty much their music styles you know like that's a good analogy for their music styles so that was cool Risen and Premiere oh man that was like being in a club there was so many people in there notable people fans writers DJs uh, you know I hate this word I used to work in the music business industry and um and media industry and that word tastemaker but for lack of a better word tastemakers you know were in there too and um that was just a really good battle and I think the sportsmanship and the level the high level of respect all of those uh people producers in those three battles I mentioned Scott Storch versus Manny Fresh RZA versus Premier Teddy versus Babyface the high level of respect for each other's talent that they dis- uh, displayed was so dope and so refreshing. Uh, the Scott Storch Manny Fresh one, uh, I'm a little bit more biased towards Scott because I'm a Roots fan and um, Scott just has more hits. I respect what Manny does and I feel like, you know, I might be saying this wrong, but regionally, um, you know, Manny is highly revered and, and, and respected and celebrated. I mean, he's celebrated all over the music industry, but I mean, just, you gotta be one of those hip hop heads that you listen to all types of music, not just your region. And me, I'm the type of person, I grew up listening to all types of hip hop. So I can definitely respect um, Manny's style and that New Orleans bounce style. But to me, he just, um, he just didn't, he didn't pull out his best stuff. And a lot of his sound is, um, you know, directly correlated with cash money. And there's nothing wrong with that. I thought, you know, uh, that didn't make him weaker in the battle or anything. It's just that Scott had a more diverse catalog with more hits. I would have liked for Manny Fresh to have played, you know, like Go DJ by Lil Wayne. I think he had done some stuff with um most deaf uh, he just he had a lot more he could have pulled from i think he just stayed in like that new orleans bounce bag and if you don't <clears throat> if you're not familiar with that sound and um you know some of the celebrated folks that come from that that area and that music then you you're just not going to fully be able to appreciate what he was given but it was all entertaining and much respect to everybody that played in those battles um been catching up on tv uh unsung unsung is one of my favorite programs i love tv one since they started making unsungs and um my favorites so far have been the for this season have been the christopher williams one and the roxanne shante one so far um i've watched the one on shannon She's a lady, uh, she was a disco pop artist. She made Let the Music Play. I watched the Drew Hill one. It it left me wanting more. I I didn't feel like it told much, but it was still okay. 
but I wanted to want to discuss the Roxanne Shantae one. Um, it was way better than her Netflix movie. And I understand that TV one is a docu-series, it's not a movie, but I compare it to the movie because they're both vehicles that are used to tell her story. And to me, this told her story. TV one and unsung told her story and filled in a lot more of the gaps um, that the Netflix movie left open. It explained just so much more. Um, one of the things I wanted to touch on tonight was the 1985 battle for world supremacy where she, at 15 years old, was the final standing MC left. And she and Busy B were the finalists. And she was to compete against him and, you know, between the two of them the winner would take the title and the judges purposely gave her a devastatingly low score because they didn't want a female a woman she was a 15 year old girl at the time but I'm, I'm just saying a woman to win the title um the battle is on youtube everybody knows Shantae gets busy no disrespect to, to busy B, the chief rocker but she won and I mean, that's a matter of opinion. My opinion is she won. It's not fact, but I mean, if you listen to it, you can clearly tell she outwrapped him. I think most people will agree she outwrapped him. But you decide for yourself. Um, I had also read on Vice.com an article where they interviewed Shantae now as an adult. And she said that she ran into Curtis Blow who was who gave her the low score one of the judges that gave her the low score and he admitted to her that um she was given that score because at that time the powers that be the judges or you know the the people who had a say in those types of things said that there was no way she as a woman could win that she could not be the face of um the champion you know a face of of the winner of that battle so uh, as a fan I mean it was definitely disappointing to hear that and to me it was a low embarrassing moment in hip-hop um I've always liked Roxanne Shantae I mean she's not uh in like my top 10 but I've always liked her and appreciated and loved what she brings to the game because she is the quintessential, like, bad chick battle rapper, um, just hard, you know what I mean? Like, she's hard. She's what hip-hop's about. Hip-hop is about, um, I mean, there's, you, you're, you can have style, grace, and, you know, lyricism, and be poetic, and, uh, you know, have have a good flow and and um, drop knowledge in your rhymes, but it's also about being able to be battle tested and approved, where you can, um, off the top of your head, say something clever, witty, and at the same time, um, stand your ground with words. And she is a battle tested and approved. MC, you know, she's, um, she just, she doesn't take any shit, you know, she doesn't take any shit on that mic, and, um, 
she's always had that attitude, lover or hater, you know, she's always had that attitude of I'm comfortable in my own skin. I don't need validation from other people. And um, she's even invited confrontation, you know, listen to the song Big Mama, you know, but she is a true, true uh, epitome of a battle rapper. And she's so underrated. And I say that because she may not have the most um, complex lyrics or anything like that, but her lyrics still hit hard. You know, the, the image and the style she had. You know, the haircuts, the clothes, putting her son on album covers. You know, the little boy had the Dapper Dan clothes on. She's just a pioneer for women in hip-hop. A lot of what I see in Nicki and, like, Foxy remind me of her. And not just the the beefs and the confrontation, but just the, um, just that attitude of being very, um, self-assured and confident and and not needing validation from their peers and a lot of times people can say that when you have that air about you you have an attitude you don't play nice with other people I don't think it's that I think that in some cases it could be that but I don't think in Roxanne's case it's necessarily that or was that I think you know she just when it's time to rap she's battling and that's that's how she is and I gotta say I always like to recommend songs when um I give people their flowers and and sing their praises so if you are new to Roxanne Shantae like if you're young and you're listening to this podcast here's my Roxanne Shantae primer that you should listen to these are the three songs I want to start you with. This will give you a nice intro to her. Like this is the rock this is the Roxanne Shantae syllabus, alright? I would say start with Have a Nice Day. I have that um in my house. That is on my cold chilling, uh best of cold chilling double CD set I have. I think it's best of cold chilling. It's some type of cold chilling compilation. Cold chilling records compilation. Uh Big Mama. That is like the hardest diss record of all time. She got super raw on that. She was knocking people out on that song. I'm trying to refrain from cursing, but I wanted to say she was knocking bitches out. But anyway, um, and Def Fresh Crew with her and Biz Markey live with Biz on the beatbox. And also another gem of uh, Roxanne Shantae Media. She did a 2018 interview when the movie came out. Uh, she did a Vlad TV video interview. Now, love or hate Vlad, you know, his content still is good. And he does a lot of good interviews with people. But go on YouTube and look for Roxanne Shantae on Vlad TV. Look for the, um, if you don't want to watch the whole thing, because it's, it's about an hour. If you want to just see the pieces of it. Click on the portion of it that's entitled Confronted Karis One, that video, and watch it. Watch the whole thing. It's only about 11 minutes long, but at the eight-minute mark, she's going to talk about something called the Roxanne Shantae Factor, and that is a gem for life, and that is good advice that you can apply to life. That's not about rapping or the music industry or... Um, being a female rapper, it's, it's not even about music. It's just a gem that you can apply, a jewel for, for living life and how to live your life. 
Um, make sure you check it out. But um, peace to Roxanne, Queen Roxanne Shantae. If you ever hear this, you're dope. I actually met Roxanne Shantae years ago when I moved to New York. I took the train out to Queens and I stopped by. She had an ice cream parlor and um, I had stopped by there and she wasn't there that day, but I ended up meeting her years later at um, a panel event and I had some pictures with her and she was very nice. She was a very nice lady and um, just well-spoken and super down to earth, much like she is on her Instagram. So check her out. She also has a Sirius XM uh, radio show too, so check her out. But yeah, um, watching TV, IG battles, and listening to music. Um, I'm the hip-hop housewife. Of course I listen to music all the time, right? But um, yeah, so I've been listening to uh, three albums a lot that are not brand new artists. But three people I've been listening to a lot have been um, Curtis Mayfield. Love Curtis Mayfield. Um, I would describe Curtis's music mr mayfield's music as soulful social commentary with stirring instrumentation can't you tell i used to write (laughs) that that was that was so like uh what a writer would would write when they were reviewing somebody's album or something but seriously um curtis mayfield check his music out it's dope he was talking about a lot of things back then Um, that are actually happening now and one thing I love about um, Curtis Mayfield is he didn't necessarily use a lot of multi-syllabic words or anything to get his point across his lyrics were very simple and straight to the point easy to understand but they were still so powerful and I think people um, in rap and in hip-hop sometimes we always look some of us always look for like the most complex lyrics or the rapper saying the most complex lyrics with with uh you know multi-syllable words and things like that and I can appreciate that that style of rap too but sometimes to say what you need to say in a simple concise short way can be very powerful and you put that over some instrumentation that's that's well done and sounding beautiful and you have a powerful uh record so curtis mayfield i've also been listening to um uh bad boy artist sherry dennis i liked sherry dennis um she wasn't out for too long i think she only did one or two albums on bad boy one or two albums yeah on bad boy but i liked her i thought she brought a fresh style um especially during the 2000s i mean Bad Boy was known for Faith Evans and Total, and they they were all very different from each other, those R&B singers, and of course, Mary's affiliation with Puff. So when we think of Bad Boy, we tend to think of Total, Faith, or like, you know, Mary J. Blige, even though Mary um, wasn't a Bad Boy artist. But Sherry was, um, and, and of course, Cassie, but Cassie was his girlfriend, and she didn't drop music that often. Sherry was um she was fresh, you know, she had a fresh sound, she had a, a different look. She really could sing too, and you know, she was really talented. So I just thought she brought something dope and different and um Puff was always good for bringing those female artists that would come out and you could always tell they were on Bad Boy 
because of the look and the style i mean bad boy artists always have that polish to them you know which I, which is a good thing you know i love it but she wasn't rocking the blonde hair like faith she wasn't like you know with the hip-hop soul ghetto fabulous look she just was like a young fresh 20 something you know and I think a lot of us in the 2000s that were that age and, you know, under 30 could identify with that. And her music was just light and fresh. Even in the video for I Love You, which was um, one of her bigger singles from there featuring Young Jock and Jim Jones. She was just like shopping through the city, walking, you know, and that's what a lot of us, you know, under 30 year olds were doing. Getting an outfit for the club, you know, you work all week, go to cocktails happy hour with your girls have cocktails or whatever so yeah I really liked her and um I've been listening to some of her old music too and to some her sound up I always would describe her as like street yet sweet you know R&B with that puff daddy bad boy polish to it so it's another dope album old album to check out and then Glenn Lewis, man, Glenn Lewis is so underrated. He's one of my favorites. I mean, when I think about my favorite R&B guys, um, I always, I mean, of course, like the Keith Sweats and the Freddie Jacksons and the Luther Vandross, yes. But for my generation, when I became an adult, the ones I really enjoy, um, and this is in no particular order, but I would have to say Carl Thomas, Joe, uh, Donnell Jones, Eric Roberson, um, Case, uh, Glenn Lewis, I'll throw in there. And probably some other names that I um, didn't mention right now. Miguel, I really enjoy Miguel too. But um, Glenn Lewis, man, his his debut, oh, such a good album. Um Neo Soul Vibe, definitely. Love Songs, check, definitely. Um, but it was just a solid debut from the sound to the lyrics to, you know, it just flowed cohesively and it fit him. Like what he was given from his first single, uh, Don't You Forget It, I feel like when you buy that debut album, if you own that album, what you saw was what you got and, and what we saw and got was pleasing anyway so when you got that album home you could just play it straight through but yeah i'm listening to those three uh right now curtis sheree dennis curtis mayfield sheree dennis and glenn lewis so best of curtis mayfield sherry dennis debut album from bad boy and um glenn lewis's uh first album i believe it's called a world outside my window so a lot of people during this quarantine life have been living one of two ways. Either this is a time where they're resetting and enjoying their peace or they are super productive. Which one are you? Which one have you chosen and why? Um, I don't think there's any wrong way to quarantine. Friends and different people I've talked to, you know, some of them are starting businesses. Some of them are just reconnecting at home with their kids and their families. Some of them are using this time to reset and refine uh, goals and things, projects they've been working on. And, and all of that is, is great. Some people have just been chilling and relaxing, resting, 
and doing nothing. And that's great, too. Um, I had a conversation with a friend of mine over the weekend. And um, she was just chilling in her house, kind of just listening to music. And um, she had mentioned how she wanted to be doing something productive. And I just told her, like, you know, there is no right or wrong way to quarantine. Um, If you need ideas for what to do, just sit with yourself and and think about it. Um, Think about what it is you would like to do um, while you have all this time. You know, maybe do things that you haven't had a chance to do because you were working all the time or going to school or traveling or commuting. Or maybe, you know, you rested and and you feel like this is the time that you want to use to get things done or start a new project or just be productive. Either way, it's up to you. There's no right, right right or wrong way, excuse me, to do it. Just stay safe. Don't put yourself or others in harm's way, you know, and stay healthy above all. Um, I am a supporter of staying home. Um, I'm very fortunate that I'm able to work from home at this time. I don't know what the future is going to hold, though. Um, and I don't know when things may return to normal. And that that does scare me. But me personally, I'm using it to really just listen listen to what the universe is trying to tell me and um, reflect and really look within um, and not to sound deep or anything but that that's just where I'm at with um, with my quarantine when I'm not working or when I'm not you know uh, taking care of home responsibilities and, and day-to-day stuff that's um that's what I'm doing I'm really looking at this as an introspective time and to be quite honest with you, I have gotten answers to questions that I have been asking about for a long time. Um, Just sitting and listening to my gut and journaling and writing and really just digging within, digging deep within. And I don't mean, you know, it's not even anything that's like bad news or um, it's not about cutting people off or, you know, eliminating bad things I mean just really listening in and honing into like being able to tell when you're tired or when you need rest I mean a lot of us don't even scan our body or or sit with ourselves be with ourselves long enough sometimes in a day to just check in and say oh wow you know I really am sleepy I need to get some rest I'm so used to staying up past a certain time at night. I I didn't even realize I was just really still tired. So just things like that, checking in with yourself. Um, And you don't have to start like some complicated, very involved self-care practice either. You know, you don't have to do yoga because Headspace is giving out uh, free memberships to their app. You don't have to necessarily do that. You don't have to do meditation because you you know you get emails about it do what you feel is good waking up just praying in the morning for a few minutes or watching the sun come up or just laying quietly when your alarm goes off because you don't necessarily have to rush out of bed you know because you might be working from home or or you know you don't have to get your children ready those types of things like really just tune into you and relaxing and tuning into you might mean catching up on some shows, 
doing nothing, reading a book. So just take care of yourselves, guys, and um, don't feel obligated to be productive. Don't let anybody make you feel like you have to emerge out of this with, you know, your body goals and you know, a a marriage proposal. (laughs) I mean, some people are still dating in the quarantine. I don't know. But don't don't put pressure on yourself. The main thing is to survive. And listen, for those of you that are productive and doing those things, keep keep it going. I definitely am not, you know, slighting you or looking at you with the side eye either. I think that's a beautiful thing because I've been productive too. I've kind of done both, been peaceful and productive. But just please stay safe and um, we're going to emerge out of this stronger, better and um, with a new respect for life and for ourselves. And I think people are going to really get clearer and be more discerning about their lives and what really matters in life, you know. And um, with all of that talk, there's still people acting like fools out here. So, you know. Protect your neck, guard your grill. Remember, everybody's not going to be um, compassionate or kind, you know, in this situation. I was just in Jersey the other day and, you know, somebody was asking for money and they got really aggressive. And, you know, so you still got to protect yourself and not think that everybody is thinking like you and out here on this, you know, peaceful vibe. Because it's not, you know, the wolves are still out. People still looking looking for Vic, looking for somebody to get, especially now, you know, so many scams due to, due to the virus. So, um, just be safe, but, um, definitely use this time to work on yourself and, um, you know, reflect and reset and rest and, um, take, take the time that you need for yourself and also tune into your, your intuition and your gut and listen to what it might be telling you you know, reflect. Um, man, speaking of the quarantine, for those of us who have had the blessing of being able to choose between peace and product productivity, because we're still alive and well, uh, many of us know people that aren't still alive and, um, have passed on. Oh man. Um, this really saddens me. Uh, this is a great loss to hip hop. And for those of you that have been watching the news and listening to the blogs and been on social media, you guys know Fred the Godson passed away on um, April 23rd. He was a Bronx native, uh, New York rapper, decade long uh, staple rapper here in New York has worked with the likes of Diddy, Pusha T, Jada Kiss, Fab, Raekwon, you know, the, the, the list goes on, uh, Dave East, so many people. And um, every post I've read on this man, everybody has had something so positive and beautiful to say about his spirit. I mean, Jim Jones wrote uh, such a touching post, Jim Jones from Dipset, where he said that this guy, no matter what mood Jim might be in, and you know, Jim 
could get in some moods if you watch Love and Hip Hop or have watched them on TV. So, <laughs> um, shout out to Jim. I love love uh, his music. But he said that Fred was just the type of guy, no matter what mood he was in, he just, Fred could just pick up and, and put so much light and warmth in the room. He just had that effect on people. Um, and that's just the type of captions and words everybody said that was like the consistent message and it didn't feel like a a phony kind of just oh you know when somebody passes away you just say nice things just to to be respectful no it was it was really his peers paying tribute and giving him his flowers and these were really um personal and not like tea or anything but just like you could tell these were testimonies from personal encounters with him not just people who you know he walked by or maybe saw in the, in, the, in at an event or in the streets no these were people that had done songs with him or had shared studio space with him or knew him or knew his team or whatever and um you can just tell it, this is a great loss it's a great loss because we lost a life Period, but it's a loss because we lost a human that touched so many people in a positive way. Um, I can remember seeing him on the t- 2011 Double XL cover that uh, he also shared with Mac Miller, Kendrick Lamar, uh, Lil B was on there. Where, where is Lil B? Well, maybe I shouldn't ask that question because he was kind of uh, intense, so he might want to. We might want to leave him out of this conversation, but he was on that cover. It was Fred the Godson, Lil B, uh, Kendrick, Mac Miller, Meek Mill, a lot of other ones that have um, went on to do some great things. And it just saddened me a little bit to see he and Mac both, Mac Miller, both are gone, and they shared that cover together. But um, Fred was 20, 35, excuse me. He was 35 years old um, from the Bronx. He died on April 23rd. Please get familiar with his music. Um, If you want a place to start, start with his Funk Flex uh, freestyle on YouTube. And then just go from there. Um, You can start also with Toast to That that he did with Jadakiss. The name of the song is called A Toast to That. And um, I know he has way more stuff. So if you're a super duper Fred the Godson fan, please don't get mad at me. You know, I'm just throwing out some things I've heard him on that have stuck out to me that I really enjoyed by him. But um, he will be missed. The New York Times uh, did an obituary obituary on him. Uh, NPR, National Public Radio, did a story on him. USA Today covered him complex you know the list goes on so um regardless to whether he had a deal or not as an unsigned rapper he was a staple on the scene in New York for 10 years he was well respected he had bars he was talented um obviously a very personable congenial man and person and um he will be missed um my husband actually uh, met him briefly in the Bronx. He was um, in this area where my husband goes uh, to this particular um, health food restaurant. And there's a grocery store across the street. And he was coming out of the store. My husband was coming in and he held the door for my husband. And, you know, just like in that way, men greet each other, 
you know, and, and, you know, in our, in our community and, and you greet another brother or sister with that warmth and positivity. And, and that's how he was. He, for that brief moment, you know, my husband said his, his energy and his vibe was just a, a very, you know, a good dude. Like he, he definitely just was warm and, and, and open to people and, and just not, not for any conflict or drama, just, you know, brother, how you doing? So, um, yeah, I'm glad that my husband had a nice story to share. I've never met him, and um, I'm sure he was a very nice guy. He was always smiling in pictures, too. Um, he leaves um, two daughters and a wife. Oh, man, I don't, I don't even want to tear up on here, but um, stay strong, guys. Hug your loved ones, and um, this stuff is serious, you know. It really is serious. I've had in my own life um, people I know, work, personal friends that have lost immediate family members to this COVID-19. Um, some of them have been diagnosed positive with it. Uh, I've known pregnant people, expected mothers that have had their pregnancy journey compromised by this Uh their unborn babies are at risk. They've delivered children that have tested positive for it. This is, these are all people I know or people that I know that that are close to these people. But um, the point I'm trying to make is it's hitting home. And whatever you need to do to, you know, uh, just have hope. And remember that we're all connected. We're all humans. Try to have that compassion for people. You know, not not about it's not about letting people mistreat you or letting people run over you, but give people room, and especially the people that you love, give them room to show up and be accepted, however they are. Everybody grieves differently. Everybody processes things differently, and um. Now is just not the time to uh, to be arguing or fighting or or trying to um, make a point or you know threaten somebody. Like it's just it's not the time for that. If you can't be at peace with somebody, stay away from them. You know, stay away. It's not about wishing any anything bad on anybody. I mean. The universe is, is is wreaking enough havoc on us all. We don't you don't need to put out any bad energy on anybody right now. You know, because we're all all susceptible. Whether you are positive for it, don't have symptoms, have this can happen to any of us. So thank whatever God you believe in every day for every breath you take. Hold your loved ones close. And um, you know, for those of you that have lost family members I've had I had close friend lost a family member in another state she couldn't attend of course so she had to watch the funeral virtually it's just sad it's very sad but um let's pick the mood back up we're clocking in at almost 40 minutes wow this is a long podcast long podcast today but listen guys Keep hope alive. Keep yourself safe. Do what's practical. Wash your hands. 
clean, keep yourselves clean, wear your gloves, always wear your mask, you know, um, buy what you need, think about your neighbors and other people, try to check on them, and just be at peace, be at peace with what's happening with yourself in, in, in the best way that you can, because nobody can be at peace with death, you know, that's, that's, you know, it's a part of life, but it's, it's never easy. But for every day that you're alive, even when things may not go your way and you go through some hardships, just remember, you know, we're going to get through this. It's going to get better. Things are going to change. And you don't have to feel like this is permanent or like you're stuck. You know, adjust to it, adapt to it as best as you can. Don't put extra problems on yourself or extra stress or strain. And um, just stay safe and healthy and love yourselves and love each other. And keep that love and same energy when this is over. You know, my hope and prayer is that we all emerge more accepting of ourselves and compassionate to ourselves because if we are doing that, we can be compassionate to others. And in turn, this world could be a much more peaceful, better place to live. So on that note, it's your favorite housewife, the hip-hop housewife. Check me out on IG at the hip-hop housewife, all one word. Make sure you check out my shop look page where I make the ill, ill hip-hop inspired outfits. I'm the only person on IG making outfits inspired by hip-hop lyrics. Please check me out. Also, my account at Mrs. Right Now, M-R-S-W-R-I-T-E-N-O-W. Check me out on both of those. Leave a comment if you like the podcast. Make sure you tell a friend to tell a friend to check me out here. I'm on Anchor platform, Anchor FM platform, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, um, Overcast, and I believe Republic Podcasts. So peace and love, guys and girls, everybody in the world. Make sure you love each other and love yourselves. Hip Hop Housewife signing off. Peace.